Here's a novel idea. Actually tell them what to do next. <laughs> Shocking. Hello and welcome to the WP Elevation podcast. I'm Mike Killen, a WP Elevation coach and WordPress marketing specialist based in Devon in the United Kingdom. I'm very excited to announce that our feature guest this week is Adam Hempenstall of betterproposals.io. In this episode, Adam is going to walk us through the essential steps for increasing your proposal conversion rates. And you'll also be able to download his checklist to make sure that you can apply what you learn in this episode. So stay with us. This is the WP Elevation Podcast, helping WordPress consultants elevate. Hey, this episode of the WP Elevation Podcast is brought to you by WP Elevation. Well, more specifically, it's brought to you by a bunch of our happy customers. See, frankly, I feel a little bit awkward telling you how great WP Elevation is because you're probably not going to believe me because WP Elevation is my baby. It's something that we started over three years ago. Of course, now we're a team of, of, of coaches and mentors and we have hundreds and by the time you're listening to this, probably thousands of members all over the world. But it still really is something that I'm very passionate about. And, and of course, if you join WP Elevation, we make revenue and we make profit. So it's a little bit awkward if I tell you how great it is because you probably think I'm just trying to sell you on it. And partially I am because I know how beneficial the program is. So what I'd love to do instead is just introduce you to some of our customers. So if you go to wpelevation.com slash the podcast, all one word, you'll be able to hear some of those stories from our customers and hear for yourself how WP Elevation has impacted their business and changed their lives. I hope you enjoy that and I hope you check it out at some point. Right now, let's get back to the podcast. Hey guys, Coach Mike here. I am here with Adam Hempenstall from Better Proposals. I'm really excited to talk to uh, Adam about increasing our conversion rates. How you doing, man? Very well, very well. Thanks for having me. No, not at all. No, thanks for coming on board. So our guys really want to talk about increasing our proposal conversion rates, right? Mm-hmm. It seems to be the barrier between someone, you know, a lead or someone who's interested saying, yeah, I like the sound of that towards actually I'm going to hand you some money and the proposal is quite a big part of that relationship so we want to talk about uh, how we're going to increase propo- uh, conversion rates on our proposals and there is a checklist guys uh, if you head over to wpelevation.com forward slash Adam Hempenstall and we'll uh, give you the checklist um, but yeah so t- take me first through better proposals because the kind of the model fascinates me and it was really I was really excited to talk to you about this yeah, so uh, you want to know sort of like how we got to this point? Yeah. Cool. So basically, I've ran a design agency. Well, I've been in business for about 16 years now, and I ran a design agency for about nine of them. And we transitioned from sort of web design into uh, sort of software and going into different companies, finding out what the manual parts of their businesses were, and then putting together some sort of system which automated a lot of those manual processes so as you can imagine there was a proposal involved in that and that largely came from my web design days where i would you know pitch and do the proposal thing and everything else which was good um but i'd spend days on these things and then i'd send them off to somebody and then what do you get radio silence yeah and it's like (laughs) death by silence and it's just not good so i just turned around to our development team at the time i was like look I'm sick and tired of spending a day on these things, hours on these things at best, and not knowing what happened. So if somebody just opened it up, looked at the price, and closed it down, at least I know. Yeah. Like at least like find something else. So I was like, look, just make me a really primitive 
a web-based thing that gives us some tracking and visibility on that. So they did, and we used that for probably about three or four years, and you know, tweaked it, developed it, you got it better and better. And we just got to a point where people weren't buying our stuff because they wanted us to go and automate their businesses. They really liked our proposal thing. <laughs> That's hilarious. And then it's like, oh, by the way, you also do this business automation thing as well. So one weekend, we just kind of uh, threw up a landing page, bought, this, uh, bought the name Better Proposals, io and threw up a you know just sort of did, did some did some quick ads got more leads that week yeah. uh, than we had in the previous year so we thought right i think we're onto something yeah, here something there. that's interesting mm. that's very very cool what i think is interesting is um the process of proposals it does it is kind of throwing something out you know into darkness and obviously that's what you guys at better proposals are, are trying to combat so why is this why is the conversion rate and why is the proposal important, you know, to our business? It's, you know, <laughs> the reason I ask that is because a lot of our guys, the proposal is something that they feel it's like a necessary evil. They have to do it mm. as opposed to something that adds value to both their business and to the client. So why is this important? Well, I think you just hit the nail on the head, actually. Um, it's adding value. And I think it always needs to. Sure. And <laughs> I, I think really if, you, if people stop looking at proposals as a necessary evil and start thinking about them as what they truly are, which is actually the most important document in your business, it's the most important piece of marketing that you have. Everything, everything else, you know, your website could be amazing. Uh, you know, you could go and do the best interview, the best outreach, the best sales pitch the best everything but if the proposal sucks you're never going to get the job yeah and conversely a great proposal can actually save all of those other things being bad if you get to that point so it, it really is the most important thing um that, that you can focus on and what what shocks me the most actually is how many people don't realize that this is actually something you can improve over the years yeah. of doing this it's really weird and i don't know why it is and i'd love to get to the bottom of it but yeah. What, what actually seems to happen is people seem to start their business, somebody says, great, send me a proposal, and then they throw together just any old thing. And that's fine. This is the first one you've done, right? Mm. But then no one ever seems to, like, take that step and go, right, we need to improve this. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. That's really interesting. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, for yeah, I, I, we're guilty of this at our agency is it's kind of it's kind of just pushing it out um okay so let's so let's let's start to tackle this then because this is kind of mm. really what i was excited to talk to you about particularly when someone mentioned the word conversion rate i was like yeah let's mm. do that um like i said guys we have actually got this as a checklist uh that you can download if you head over to wpelevation.com forward slash adam hempenstall um you can download adam's truth bombs and knowledge bombs on conversion rates so let's say that i want to start doing a better job with my proposals everything about it what's the first thing i'm going to need to know okay so the first thing you want to do is make sure your introduction is tight because we know from statistics that the two most read pages are the introduction and the price they're the two most important pages that's very so, interesting yeah so this in, a, in actual fact you want to think of your proposal as like two layers right mm -hmm. so if they just read the intro and then they look at the price, have they got enough info there yeah. to make an educated decision on whether they go ahead with you or at least investigate more time into it? So that's what I think is important is understand that that is going to happen whether you like it or not. Mm. And no matter how good the relationship is, that's yeah. what's going to happen. They're yeah. going to read the intro and then they're going to go to the price. 
So thinking about it like that, the introduction needs to be perfect. And the best way to do this is by truly understanding what they actually are trying to do in the first place. So if they want more leads for their business, great, but why? Yep. Dig deeper than the surface level answer. And some people don't even get that first bit. Like they yeah, want to yeah, generate yeah. more leads. It's like that's, a, that's, you know, asking why. But go one stage deeper. Why do they really want to change something? Find that reason and then put all of your, when you're writing your um, introduction, you really want to just, you want to write through that lens, if that makes any sense, like sure. write through that filter yep. of what they're really trying to do. So if they're trying to build the lead counter up, over the next six months so that they can sell the business with a high valuation, you're going to write a totally different proposal than yes. if you're writing that for, for them and they're going to sort of keep, keep it and all the rest of it. So yeah. it would be completely different. It's interesting because we, we, we at WP Elevation, we talk a lot about how by going wide and going deep, we have this discovery technique that we teach, go wide, go deep. Uh, and as we uncover the answers, it's a really, it's really obvious when you hear it, but they will tell you what they want to read in the proposal. Mm. You know, the, the language yeah. they use, the goals they have, the motivation they have, that's, and that's what you should be putting in there, you know? Mm. Yeah, I completely and utterly agree with you. And I think the other thing as well is that people actually put, sorry, if I'm just jumping around, but, yeah, go for it. Pe but people put, actually talk themselves out of the job <laughs> in proposals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. This this cracks me up so much. I mean, people put in things that just should never be in a proposal. It shouldn't be written down. Never mind, yep. you know, never mind in a document you're actually sending to your client. I mean, the biggest um, the biggest thing that people do is when they're writing out like the what we're going to do part, the specification or you know the page list or whatever it is, you know, for this particular um, in this particular instance, is they'll put so much jargon in there. Yeah. It's crazy. Like yeah. you see some of these proposals and oh, I get asked a lot to sort of give me, give me a second opinion on it and that kind of thing. I'm like, is this for the client or is this <laughs> an internal to-do list yeah. for your developer? I mean, yeah. why have you got jQuery written down here? Yeah. Like, why is that even in the proposal? Why have you, I mean, I, WordPress is fine to mention. I, th I think at this point there's an argument for not mentioning it, but, it's such a known brand now. I think yep. it's okay to mention WordPress, but only just. And think how popular WordPress is. Yeah. Some of these more technical things, people mention it, and you try and think about it from a client's point of view. They're just sitting there reading this thing going, what the hell is all this? Yeah, that's I don't know. Good. I literally don't understand a word this guy's talking about. Yeah. <laughs> and then what have you just done in their mind? You've just completely turned them off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's good. Okay, so we've got, we've got, a, we've got a, a good intro, which is great. I totally agree. And we're repeating back to them you know, what it is that they want, you know, what their needs are, their mm -hmm. goals are, their problems, you know, that's really tight. We're going to stay away from jargon, which is, mm -hmm. I mean, even when people like say they get that, I totally agree that I still see like HTML5. I'm like, they don't care. They literally do yeah. not care. Like that's, it's irrelevant to them. What else is it that we need to put in our, in our proposals or work on? Case studies, case studies, relevant. That's big relevant case studies and i'd actually go as far as to say to tailor the case study for that person wow. so what's what some people i mean i this is probably going it depends on the deal size that like i'll caveat it with this right yep. if the deal size warrants it you absolutely should do this mm -hmm. if it doesn't scale it back accordingly but this would be the ultimate i'm gonna so, argue, I, I know what the answer is going to be to this but if i don't ask it 
the listeners are going to go mental at me. What do you think the price range is for scale and size of business that warrants a case study? Okay, so I always think you should include, you always need to include some proof. You okay. always need to include some proof. Yeah. So let's just start small. So, um, I mean, you throw a figure at me. So, well, some we, of, some of our say, guys, like super low end. So, some of, uh, yeah, super low end for us would be like the super low end that we think is disgusting and that no one should do is the kind of 500 bucks, 1,000 yeah, yeah. pounds, right? <laughs> we aim to try and get everyone on WP Elevation to be selling a $10,000 website. We think that that's yeah. a a, a relatively healthy size it's not enormous but for some people that's 10 times larger than anything they've done before 20 times mm. larger you know so those are the kind of two scales are working out we reckon most people at the moment tend to be comfortable selling between three and five thousand bucks got it but some of our guys are selling 35 a hundred thousand dollar you know programs love that, love that. okay so I'll, I'll attack a few of these then so cool. the on the on the low end so let's let's okay let's just say what it is right so let's just say that you you're selling a 500 dollars, yep. right so let's just let's you you're, you're selling a 500 pound website you basically want to you still want to tell somebody that you've done this stuff before so at that level i would include i'd have a whole range of like, if you're doing 500 pound websites you've got a lot of them at least you should have yeah. so so you want to just go through and just think okay all right this person is a dentist right what have i done that's similar to this and just try and keep it relevant. Don't include the local builder, right? Or something totally irrelevant. Just keep try and keep it, if not industry specific. Good point. Yeah. Keep it somewhat relevant to them because otherwise it's just it's just sort of white noise to them. They don't really know what it is. Um, so scaling this up, then scaling this up. Let's think about sort of the two and a half grand size. Now at this point, it's not massive probably warrants a bit of time on the proposal, but probably not crazy enough. Mm -hmm. I would have, try and get a bank of case studies that tackled the problem. Because realistically, if you're doing $500 stuff, you don't, you're not charging enough to really tackle the problem seriously anyway. I yeah, know this is- Absolutely. <laughs> it's just like your 101. So um, yeah, so obviously if you're not charging enough, then you, you, you're not gonna be sort of playing that game. But as you start to sort of creep up into two and a half, three, four grand, range you do start to actually solve the problem that you've set out to sure. achieve um so you should have some results for people so you can start to include yeah. that so again keep it industry specific if you can if you can't keep it industry specific the next relevance is the goal of the client so if somebody said i want 20 new leads a month that's what i want i'm getting 10 at the moment i want to increase that to 20 yep. and you did that for somebody and then the next person comes along which is the person you're writing a proposal for mm -hmm. and they say yeah i'd love 20 proposals a month well great we've got a guy that we took from 10 to 20 so let's include that case study yep. totally different industry yep. but it's relevant to them yep. so I, I would always do that and then as you go up and if you want to push the sort of like the 10 20 plus uh thousand dollar range personalize that case study or a couple, if you can. So take this, the previous approach, including the case studies that are relevant, but actually personalize them. So write them, rewrite the case study for that person, if that makes any sense. Yep. So, yep. you know, John, kind of like you, wanted to do this. Sure. He also wanted to be able to only work X number of hours a week, da, 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 and just detail the whole thing out mm. and just rewrite it. It could be the same info, but if you're putting it through that filter of thinking about your, your client that you're trying to pitch to, it's worth the five minutes it's going to take to do this. 
Yeah, that's interesting. I think a lot of the problem is um, people think, particularly with proposals in general, that it's they're kind of torn between uh, keeping it at a template and just kind of hammering them out and at the same time kind of personalizing. And I find people lean way too much to the, like every proposal is completely different as opposed to, to me. Yeah, yeah. So this is, it kind of leads me on to my next point. Where, where do you stand with, you know, templates, structures? We, we have a proposal template that we think works well. I still mm. use it, you know, um, but you want to personalize obviously the kind of the interior design part of it as opposed to the architecture, right? Yeah. So the way that I like to think about this and the way that I've tried to teach this is you want to follow a set structure. So you always want to have a good introduction. You always want to detail your specification. Now, obviously that's going to change depending on what you're selling. Um, but that's the, what we're going to do part. Um, you obviously want to have your timescales in there. That's going to be variable. Your pricing is going to be a variable. If you're offering any sort of guarantee, even if it's not like a money back guarantee in the traditional sense, yeah. but more of a guaranteeing a certain little part of it, like guaranteeing timeframes or something to that effect, you want to include that. That might change, but again, it might stay the same. Mm -hmm. You've got your structure, which is always going to pretty much remain constant. And then obviously you've got your next steps, you sign off your contract, that kind of thing. So all that's going to remain the same. What you're changing is the lens in which it's written through. Mm. So your intro is obviously personalized. Your specification, obviously that's going to be dependent on the, on the job. So that's naturally going to be personalized. Your price is a number, so that's going to change. Um, your case study is a case of selecting most of the time. So if, unless you're doing that, you know, completely personalized case studies, yeah. you're selecting an appropriate case study. You're not writing it. Yeah, you're yeah, just going yeah. this one. So Yes, you're personalizing it, but again, it's it's seconds to, ch to change it. Um, Timescales, again, is a couple of seconds. So most of the time, it's it's actually, let me ask it in a different way. Yeah. It's actually knowing what you need to change, knowing the plan. Yeah, okay. So, do you know what I mean? So it's, it's, if you know that all you've got to do is go through and you're right, intro, done, thing, like a checklist. Yeah. These, you've, got your, you've got everything there. You've got your content all there, and you're just going through, and you're just personalizing it each time. Um, that's, that could be, a, that could be really, really a good structure for people to work to. Yeah, no, I mean, that's awesome. And I think it's a big weight of people's minds, you know, because, mm. um, again, people are kind of torn between we, 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 at WP Elevation, we try to talk about having a process and, and a, a series of steps for a lot of stuff because we like mm -hmm. the way that people go through things. Um, but also I think part of the time is. To me, one of the big roadblocks that we have when people aren't able to fill out a proposal properly sometimes comes from the actual like kind of the consultation, the question part at the beginning. You mentioned yeah. like the introduction. Sometimes they just haven't gone deep enough to understand the problem that the customer's got. Mm. So when they write the proposal, they're kind of like, oh, I don't really know what to write. It's like, yeah. you probably don't know what they want, you know? Yeah, no, I completely agree with you. And, and that's actually, um, you know, proposal writing is really easy when you know what they're after. Like one of the hardest things that I ever had to do was write pro pro the proposal templates in yeah. Better Proposals. Yeah. Um, at some point I had to sit down and write about a fictitious company <laughs> selling to another fictitious company, about a fictitious product, about a fictitious service. None of it existed. And that was really hard because there was no context. Yep. And it was only when I actually wrote down like all these different scenarios, I was like, oh, actually, 
this is actually much easier once I've wrote the scenarios out. So if you don't know what you're selling, you don't know what problem you're trying to solve, whatever, you're always going to struggle. Yeah. So yeah, going do, doing that discovery process and getting that right is uh, is absolutely vital. Yeah, that's it's funny to me that because it's to me it's the, that's that's actually the one of the easiest parts to change. You know, mm. just spend more time, ask more questions, stop stop pitching to people you know, telling them what you're going to do. That's kind of the proposal part, you know, mm. the discovery part is just all about asking those questions. So we've got, let's say we've got a, a really decent introduction. We've got a template that, you know, that we work with and we know we can swap in and out the, the various pieces, the um, staying away from jargon, obviously the case studies is brilliant. I really like the case studies. I'm going to mm. start smashing case studies into my, uh, into my proposals now. And yeah, kind of personalizing them depending on the size of the deal which is really really good that's really interesting we've got that set structure and we make our discovery process a bit better what else can we be doing to to increase our our conversion rates on our proposals here's a novel idea actually tell them what to do next <laughs> shocking yeah yeah i know genius advice right? <laughs> it's but you wouldn't believe how many proposals I've sent over the years where there's literally no uh, instruction. Yep. There's no instruction. Like there's nothing that you're completely leaving up to them to figure out what the next process is. How the hell do they know yep. what your internal business processes are? Yeah. They can make an educated guess, but why make them go through that? Yep. Instead, it's better to just, I mean, I've, I've always found that it's best just to say, okay, like these are the next steps. So step one, sign below, type your name in the box below and press sign proposal. Step two, we're going to arrange a call to go through and gather further information. Step three, we're going to invoice you for 50% or whatever. Yeah. There are three things people can get their head around. Typing my name, having a phone call, yeah. and receiving an invoice. Yeah. It, the three things people can get their head around. It's crazy to me how people leave that whole part out and then, oh, my conversion rate sucks. I'm like, well, maybe it's because you're making them guess what they've got to do next and yeah. it's it's such <laughs> and again it, all too often that because that's i i argue the same point for content marketing and for mm. blog blog post conversion like people go oh, i really want to increase my like my my email list signups i think okay great are you telling people that you should they should sign up and they go <laughs> no no i'm not do you think that might be a good place to start? So you're absolutely right. Having next steps in the proposal mm. and saying, you want to go go ahead with this. We know you do, you know, because you're kind of you've read up to this point at least. Give us a call, sign a document, and we'll send over the deposit. Yeah, exactly. And, and that's, and that's, <laughs> that's it. it's, genius. It's, it's not even it's not even hard. Like it's it's just so straightforward. But I think because it's so straightforward, and because I mean, look, here's here's like if you want to go like deeper on this. People don't do it, I think, because they think it's insulting. The last thing I want to do is insult somebody with such a stupidly basic instruction. But how do they know? How do they know? Like your process is to sign the document and yep. then to do the call and then whatever. Like they don't know that. Yep. It's not you're not insulting anyone's intelligence. No. You're actually just making it really easy for them. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. You know? and, and I think that's something that people get so, so wrong in their proposals is they they try to not insult the person reading it. Mm -hmm. And in the process of doing that, they end up not actually telling them the stuff that they need to know. Yeah. I think part of it as well um, comes down to their, 
fear of like taking it a step too far. For some reason, I've seen this again and again and again. They'll send the proposal, but then they feel, oh, but I feel it's a bit cheeky to actually ask for the money. I'm like, well, that's mm. like a psychological thing that you've got to get over, like that there's nothing yeah. you can do about that. And often um, we take for granted, exactly as you say, we take for granted our own business process. There are 750 members more actually in WP Elevation now, and most of them probably use a similar process. The customer still has no idea. The customer's got mm. no idea that this is standard practice to then go, okay, wicked, you know. I mean, I don't know if, um, just, how does Better Proposals kind of handle that? Because that, that transaction period to me is mm. is the thing that we're trying to always, you know, make smoother. Um, mm -hmm. How does Better Proposals handle that? So there's, there's two things. The first is my advice is to send the proposal as quick as you possibly can. That's the first thing that helps, yep. right? So the sooner you send it, the sooner all of the intricate um, details of your conversation that you had with them and your rapport building, yep. that's fresher in their mind, right? That every day that, that, that goes by where you haven't actually got your proposal in front of them, all of that stuff's fallen by. And all of that stuff they're forgetting, that's the good stuff. Yep. You know, that's the little laugh and a joke about football or you know, whatever the rapport building stuff, that all falls away. Yeah. And then what they're left with is just this number. So get it in there as soon as possible. And then all of the good bits that you did up until that point count for something. Second thing is making it super easy for them to actually buy the thing. Yeah. So if you send somebody a, like a PDF like document yeah. and you're like, okay, well, what you need to do is you need to print this off. And then you need to sign it yeah. and then you take a picture of it on your phone and then email it back. Yeah. It's not that hard, but if you're on a train yeah. or you're in the car or whatever, that's actually a bit of a pain to do that. Yeah, Cause absolutely. I don't know about you, but I don't have a printer in my car. I took it out. Years ago, <laughs> no. you know. I, I agree. Cut, cut back yeah. on the baggage, mate. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I like a minimalist. Life. <laughs> um, so making it super easy for people to actually just go, yeah, this is perfect. It's exactly what I want. What do I need to do next? Oh, I just type my name and press a button. I can literally, I shouldn't text and drive, but I literally could do this drive in the car. It's yeah. easy, right? Um, so making it super easy and getting it in front of them nice and quick are two things that you can do, you know, really, really quickly yeah. um, to, to, to really sort of speed things up. It speeds things up. It makes the decision process much, much shorter. Now, obviously, if there's an external decision process going on, you can't really help that. If that's got to be an internal decision and there's meetings set weeks in advance, you can't do much to combat that. But look, if it's a bit of a smaller deal and you're talking to the business owner and it's you and them, there's nothing to stop any of that stuff happening. Like The only thing that's going to drag that out is you being lazy and not getting the proposal out to them quickly, yeah. which is really all it is, just procrastination, yep. um, and making it difficult for them to sign. Because I've seen this happen over and over again. When we worked for, we were working with a, a large telco company and we were putting together um, the SEO agencies and the social agencies and all this kind of stuff together. And what I found really, really interesting is that the biggest barrier to management passing it up essentially to the budget holder, because these were big you know, mm -hmm. companies, was do they have to print it out, go and hunt someone down and get them to sign it and then send it back, scan it and then send it back to the mm. guys. And that was enough of a hassle alone for them to go, oh, I just can't be bothered to do this. And I was yeah. like, that is fascinating to me that the process is pretty much finished. It's nothing to do with the budget holder going, I don't want to, I don't want to do this or the management saying this isn't the right deal. It's actually 
their procrastination they go i can't be bothered to print this out and go through all of the kind of the, the, the malarkey of you know mm. going through all those um those old frankly it hasn't really changed since sort of the victorian period really as <laughs> it's signing a no. document you know it's pretty much the same pretty, process pretty old school stuff yeah. yeah um so that was that was really interesting to me and like mm. i say the, the easier you can make it and the more obvious you can make it the better people people their their intelligence isn't intelligence isn't insulted it also shows mm. that you've done it before i think yeah. If, if you're making it easier, it says, well, we've got a we've got a process that works that you can follow because we do this all the time, you know. Yeah, this is really normal. This is a very normal thing to do, and all you've got to do is just type your name below and press the button, and that's it. And that's it. Deal done. You don't have to worry about anything else. You can leave it to the experts. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, check this out, right? If you've ever been, if you've been to like um uh like a private dentist or anything recently, I mean, I, I went a few months ago. Yep. And the like the process of them upselling you yeah. was, <laughs> Those was crazy. Yeah. They are absolute. If you want any, I mean, I, the things that I could teach are nothing compared to yeah. how well drilled these guys are, are, yeah. have got things down. I mean, it's the white coat thing, yeah. right? So the receptionist who is literally just a receptionist yeah. who works with the booking system for yeah. 99% of her day has a white coat. Mm-hmm. Why does the receptionist need a white coat? Yep. Because when you leave and she says, right, we're going to need you back in here in six weeks. Who are you to question the person yeah. in the white coat? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're the, yeah. You don't she's know. She's the boss. Yeah, definitely. She's the, she's the boss. She's the one with the authority. <laughs> yeah. So you've just got to listen. And there's actually an awful, a really good lesson in that. It's like, look, you're the person prescribing mm-hmm. the solution. You're the expert. Yeah. You know, That's if really if you, if you think of yourself as the business doctor, the marketing doctor, the website doctor, whatever the mm. situation is, you don't ask them, mm. you know, ask them questions to discover what the problem is. But then once you've figured that out, you have to have that level of authority and belief and conviction mm. to go, right, this is what we're going to do. We're going to do this. Then we're going to do this. Then we're going to do this. You're going to pay this. And what I need you to do is sign here. Yeah. Yeah. Just have that level of conviction to do that and act in that way because it's a bit of an old NLP concept of um, like it's called go first yep. and it's just leading. It's yeah. just leading and, and they will follow you if you believe it. Mm-hmm. If you believe it, then you'll do it. And I think obviously like, you know, the program that you guys run is, it is it's world-class and hopefully people get a lot of confidence from that mm-hmm. because they've come through a really brilliant training and everything else. But just having that confidence to just go, look, this is the solution. This is what you need to do next. Yep. Is is so so powerful. Yeah, uh, uh, people are looking for direction, you know, and they they look for guidance. And and your role as a as a website professional, as a WordPress consultant, however you want to divvy it up, you're, you're absolutely right, Adam. Is is to be that direction, and people are looking mm. for that. And w- what's funny is often that direction, uh, if you give it can overcome some pretty big confidence barriers in yourself because i remember the first time i handed a 10k proposal over i was like there is no way they're going to take this they can see right through me but because we had the steps in our process and we even had an email follow-up sequence that just said um hey this is what's going to happen you're going to get the proposal we actually um like do a presentation for our proposals Mm -hmm. we sit down with the client and go through it with them and we say uh what you're going to need to do next if you're happy with this is confirm that you're happy with it, slide this piece of paper back over with your signature on it and uh, we'll send you an invoice. And because it, I delivered it was like, well, this is what we do every single day. Just like a cashier mm. uh, yeah. you know, at the checkout. They just went beep, beep, beep. 
yep, this is what you need to do next, bag it and, and pay for it. They were like, oh, okay, great. This is this is what we need to do to solve the problem, yeah. you know? This is a normal thing to do. This, this is a weird, yeah, this is, just, this is just a process. Yeah, that's so good. Yeah. I, I mean, th- th- that's the biggest takeaway for me is, um, actually, it's between that and the case studies is, make it a normal process that's easy to follow and something that you yourself repeatedly do. Hmm. Um, getting the introduction tight, that's really good. I know that I could work on that a lot. Um, staying away from the jargon, massive. Case studies, case studies is big. I'm going to split this into a couple of points because I think that's so, so, so obvious. And yeah, following that set structure, but not taking for granted that they would know that structure. Not just for mm-hmm. the actual proposal, but for the next steps as well. That's a fantastic yeah. point. That's a really good point. Um, we're going to wrap it up now because uh, you've got plenty to get on with, I'm sure. <laughs> Guys, we've got a checklist that, you again, you can download. It's at wpelevation.com forward slash Adam Hempenstool. Um, yeah, that was awesome. Thank you so much for, for joining us. My pleasure. So how can people reach out to you? Uh, yeah, so you can uh, you can reach out to us through, through, through our company site. So it's just better proposals. Dot io. Uh, there's a there's a free there's a free plan on our um, on our website, so you can literally just go go there and you know depending on the, the number of proposals you're doing on a monthly basis, uh, you can use the product completely free. So um, there's a load of templates on there, which I think would be quite helpful for people at least to, to cherry pick some different ideas, get some wording, things like that. That's all free to use as well. You can just dive in and just you know see see what um, see what takes your fancy. There's tons of website stuff, e-commerce stuff, marketing stuff, SEO stuff, awesome. uh, paid ad, paid ads all sorts um yeah i mean feel free to have a have a dive in and have a play do you have a do you have an email address or a twitter handle yeah so twitter is uh, at better proposals awesome um yeah and people if, if anyone wants to email me through they can email adam at betterproposals.io mate that's been absolutely fantastic thank you so much for coming on board with this i really really appreciate your time no my pleasure thanks so much for having me no worries okay cheers guys go elevate Hey there guys, welcome back. Wow, I hope you enjoyed this episode of the podcast as much as I did. Remember to visit wpelevation.com forward slash Adam Hempenstall to download the checklist for this episode and leave us some feedback in the comments below. Please subscribe to the podcast and give us a rating and a review in iTunes. It really helps us spread the word. Just visit wpelevation.com forward slash iTunes. Thanks for tuning in and we look forward to your company on the next episode of the WP Elevation podcast. I'm Mike Killen. Until then, go elevate.